We're back, episode 24 of Built for Better. Today I had Beck Miller on from La Bella Medispa. A really good chat about how she has grown that from one to three locations and just a real insight into how she operates. A really good morning routine that you could take away from it, um, but lots of good tips throughout this podcast. Before we get into it, let's roll the intro. I'm sick of us not doing this right, that's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. I'm sick of us not doing this right, that's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. Wasted energy, spinning a pace for every hour of waste. I need an escape to send to me. And I don't mean to make a rush for the door, but time's a currency, I'm currently poor. I'll be leaving it soon, I don't mean to be rude, but this scene ain't for me. Like your mom's seeing your nudes, like a place is a... Hey, thanks for jumping on. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to um, be spending some time and having a chat with you today. Yeah. Um, how I actually, we were just talking about this a moment ago, but um, I kind of first um, got a hold of you when you spoke at that Cohen Ray event. That was like a super last minute decision when I woke up in the morning. Um, I wasn't going to go and it was like 11 o'clock and I was dragging my socks around and Melissa was like, would you just go? <laughs> But, yeah, it turns out I got a lot from that event. Would that have always been, like, speaking at an event like that, when would you thought that would have been a possibility? Oh, my goodness. So um, around about four years ago, um, Kerwin asked me to jump on stage and be a panellist um, at, 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 at a Nail It and Scale It event, and I nearly peed my pants. <laughs> like, literally, to speak in public was like, um, I would prefer to die, <laughs> to put it bluntly. Um, it was something that I definitely, um, it's just amazing, just the fear, like it was something that I can't even explain. So obviously when I got off stage, she just said to me, we've got some serious work to do here because if you can conquer this fear, you are going to go to a level that you didn't even realise was possible. So um, so I've just thrown myself into any speaking event that there is, um, talking on podcasts, um, you know, I've spoken at industry events. Like now it is actually, um, it's my future now is that, that I actually have got a voice and that I've got something to say that I need to share with the world, um, you know, I've had a lot of experience and if I can then help other people, you know, probably not make the same mistakes um, but it's all come from having a voice and that, you know, just conquering that fear of being on stage and that it actually isn't about me, that it's about the people in the room and that who you can serve. Um, you know, it's been such a game changer for me. Does that mean I still don't get extremely scared before I go on stage? Of course it does. And I think that's a testament of um, that you care, a testament that you're, you know, passionate about what you're trying to um, achieve and share, but obviously always having an, an intention before you go in there. What's your intention from, from, from whatever you're about to share? Um, and I guess that is just that self-awareness as well. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a bit of a journey, um, um, you know, and, and when I look back now and just, just amazing like this this year for me I had I have and you know I've had about 20 speaking events booked but obviously with our world being in the, the crisis that it's in um, you know I, I, that's not happening now but I am on a lot of podcasts and things like that but I love it I absolutely love it I still get extremely scared but it's it's been a great thing to conquer I think if you can conquer your fears you know it does take you to a place you didn't think was possible. Yeah, so four years ago, 2016, you're frightened to jump on stage and now 2020, four years later, you've got 20 speaking gigs booked in. Like it's a hell of a turnaround in four years. 
It sure is. Um, and I've had no speaker training yet, so I know that that is something that I do need to go and do. I guess when I deliver to my industry, I'm pretty confident because I have been on the front line. I walk the walk, talk the talk. I've made every mistake that there possibly could be, um, you know, lots of failures, lots of lessons learned, but also so many achievements. So I guess I think for me is it just is that authentic I just come from, you know, from in, in, inside me um, and it's authentic, it's real and I guess that's why my audiences so far have been able to really, um, you know, connect with me. Yeah, I love that. And I just, every podcast I get on, I just, we start talking and I want to keep it rolling through with it. But let's jump back quickly. Um, let's tell us a little bit about your upbringing, um, what we are like at school and how you transitioned into this industry. Yeah. Wow, always when you, you know what, your upbringing is such a special time, not that you think that it is at, the, at that moment. Um, I had a tough upbringing. I had young parents, um, you know, that they were, uh, you know, future entrepreneurs. Um, obviously, they didn't have a lot of money when I was little, but um, my, what the way that I've seen the entrepreneurial journey in our family is just that you work extremely hard. And I think that um, has given me the, the, the work ethic that I've got now and I think that is something that I'll always be forever grateful for. I didn't love school. It wasn't for me. Um, I didn't, you know, I just sitting in a classroom, I was always that one that wanted to chat to everybody, have have a laugh, have fun. Um, but it's really funny. Once I got, went into my chosen field, um, you know, I become I was ducks of the class. So it goes to show you when you're actually passionate about something that it can ignite um, you know, the fire inside your belly and that's what, what happened for me. I didn't love school. As I said, I had a tough upbringing. We always had to work. But I'm very grateful for, um, you know, everything that's, you know, that's brought me to this moment because what that's what sort of, you know, defines you as a person and it gives you your values and it gives you your, you know, the things that you're non-negotiables. So um, did I love school? No, as I said before. But I don't think being book smart, you know, if you have a look at a lot of the, the amazing entrepreneurs out there, a lot of them haven't done well at school. But what they've done is found their passion and, um, and you know, that's, and that's how their journey started. And, you know, just making sure that you want to be better than yesterday, I think, for me. And it's just a continuously growth and learning. And that always starts with yourself. Um, and it's taken me a little while to... Um, my personal journey, like my personal development journey probably started oh, 10 years ago um, where I'd started to be awake up and become more conscious of what's happening around me and I guess that's probably why, um, you know, that I have had the successes that I have but because I'm able to tap into people because I understand human behaviour and that is just because I've continuously wanted to know more. Yeah, 100%. And um, with that, like 10 years ago, where were you then when you sort of thought, I need to really grow as a person with your personal development journey? Well, um, and it's probably something that I didn't mention. When I was 19, my brother was killed in a car accident. And as you can imagine, with this family of five children, a great, you know, a mum and dad, and it sort of is something that is forever, you know, a massive disruption to life and um, I guess for me um, I always had that hanging over my head like I just it was like a dark um, 
you know, a dark cloud in our family because we were, you know, we just five kids. We all loved each other to death. Um, and then for one of us to be killed, it's something, it's like part of something's missing from you for forever. Um, but also what it does to your family, you know, our parents didn't survive. Um, their relationship didn't survive. Um, and I guess for me is that I sort of fumbled my way through in business life. I had children by then. Um, and I was, you know, quite successful because I had great a great work ethic, but I just got to a point where I thought um, I was quite destructive um, and it was it was because I sort of, I was in pain. Um, I didn't really, we didn't really get any help when my brother died. It just wasn't sort of the dumb thing back in those days. It was just get on with life um, the best that you can and all of us kids have struggled along the way. Um, but, you know, it just made me think, right, uh, you know, I just really, what I needed to do was dive into me um, and actually find out who Rebecca Miller was. Um, and I guess that was my turning point around about 10 years ago, um, that we must understand ourselves first and that what our beliefs are, our limitations, before we can even effectively assist anybody else. And, I mean, I, I had teams um, and... But and, and but it was more just I got in and worked hard. I really wasn't a great leader, um, and so it was quite quite a big epiphany, I guess. Yeah, around about ten years ago, sitting there, my relationship probably was in a little bit of trouble as well, um, and I just thought, you know what? What is who? Who am I? What is the person that I want to be? Um, it was just that moment, you know, that that you just realise that there is more to life than you know, being in pain and, you know, that you have to deal with things and um, that you want to have fulfilling relationships and that you have to, you know, be, I guess, more conscious and self-aware um, to make sure that you have, you're looking after yourself as well, all those kind of things that are so, so important. Yeah, 100%. And it's just a shame that sometimes it takes a tragedy like that to kind of come to the realisation. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, it's it's... You know, it's it's definitely been it's what happened. You know, and because that's what happened, and we we can't look back. Um, and we still speak about my brother. You know, a lot. We celebrate his birthdays. We have. You know, there's a lot of great greatness that's come out of it as well. Yeah, for sure. And you opened your first Labella in Parks in 2008. Yes. <laughs> was that, how was that? Um, yeah. <laughs> how was that? Like, where were you at? Like when you open that, excited, nervous? Well, it was right in the middle of um, the financial crisis. So, <laughs> but I was, I was actually, I lived in Sydney and I came home once I had the kids. Um, once I fell pregnant, I came home just to be around family. And I was, I was um, just doing some clients from home because I'd had a business in Parks and Forbes before. And um, it sort of really became quite busy. I'd just do it when the kids were sleeping or at night, just for a bit of extra income. I've always loved what I, what my craft. Um, so, but it started to become quite busy, and I just thought, you know what, I might as well open a clinic, and um, and just see what happens. And so, Labella Medispa in Parks was born. Um, 
you know, I employed two girls and was just thinking, gosh, I hope this works out. We opened a beautiful salon back in the days. It was, you know, I found this building and I did it up and it was just absolutely beautiful and it was just really exciting. And just from the get-go, so many people came back into, you know, that I'd looked after many years before that, before I travelled and um, worked in Sydney and it just sort of, you know, went you know, it was just, it was just, the journey's been absolutely amazing and there's still not a day that I don't bounce out of bed and I can't wait to, you know, you know, to do what we do at Labella. So I'm pretty lucky that I've always loved what I've done. Um, but yeah, was I scared? I don't think I really was. I've always been a bit of a risk taker, um, always believed in, you know, what I, what, what I'm about. So yeah, it was really good. Great experience. Yeah, and what led you to thinking about opening more studios? Um, I guess for me, I'm, I've always been a big thinker um, and I always really wanted more, but it was just trying to work out how you could have really good quality um, in different locations. So the idea of having business partners sort of came in. Um, so Jess, who's my business partner in Parks, has actually been, she was employed by me for eight or nine years before she actually came in as a business partner. So I knew exactly what she was about. You know, we complement each other. What I'm not so good at, she's great at. What I, uh, what she's not so great at, I'm great at. And it's been really good for her to, she's quite, you know, 15 years younger than me. So it's been beautiful to watch her journey to grow into the leader that she is. Um, my business partner in Orange is best friends. We've been best friends since school. She's a beauty therapist. And there again, um, you know, to be able to watch her journey as well. She's always been a single operator, so she's had a lot to learn. But, you know, it's really that clinic over there is just, you know, going gangbusters and it's just just amazing, you know, parks and parks. Like it's just, they're just businesses. You just, it's just amazing to think that we've been able to create it. Um, along with the team, like it's been, it's not just me. It's you know who you who you who you have on your on your team. Um, and then we started Kingston. Now Kingston's probably been you know a lot of lessons learnt there. It hasn't been as easy as the other two. Um, you know, finding the right people to to, to come on the, the journey with you. Um, lots of lessons, um, especially at the moment. You know, it is our it is our salon that is unsafe. Um, it's only we've only had it for two years, so potentially through um, the, the COVID nineteen, it may not be there at the end of it, depending on how long it goes on for. All those kind of questions, um, but Parks and Orange, you know, still they're just amazing businesses, and and I think you know giving somebody an opportunity to come on board and be part of the dream, um, you know, has really been. You know, so the girls actually look after the team now, which is great. Over the last 12 months, I've been able to pass that on. Um, I still run the planning days. I still meet with the team once a month. Um, I do all the core. I jump into a the beginning of the week huddle with everybody, um, just to touch touch base. Um, you know, and then I just you know have my meetings with the leaders and the, and the head of our department. So um, just more that you know that visionary leadership. Um, sort of, you know, that's where I've sort of stepped into now. Maybe since the COVID-19's happened, it's, you know, we've all had to go back in and do things that, um, you know, get back on the front line. I've been consultating like you wouldn't believe. You've got to do whatever it takes to get your business through. Um, and, you know, uh, but we've pivoted extremely well. So, yeah, um, do I want more? I'm not sure. We've always thought that I really wanted a lot of salons. It'd probably be a different business model if I did decide to do that. 
um, because I do really love seeing that transformation of girls. You know, a lot of the girls that start with us, have, you know, their confidence levels are not so great. Unfortunately, you know, we're not taught to build each other up these days but to tear each other apart. So when the girls normally get here, they're, they are really self-conscious and just being able to see them, it's like turning them from a caterpillar into this beautiful butterfly and I love that. I love that we get the opportunity to do that. We are one of the biggest employees of women, especially in regional, rural New South Wales, um, so it's great. Um, so that kind of, that really fills my cup, that seeing the personal development of our team. And, and the only reason I've been able to do that is because of I've been curious and wanted to learn more for myself, that I can bring those tools back in and execute them in our own business. Um, and that's just that, you know, continuously want to, you know, personally um, grow. Yeah, for sure. One thing I noticed, uh, obviously, following you on social media, is you get um, your girls like to put the camera on themselves and talk into it, like and put on socials. Um, that's something that it took me a long time to get the hang of is to, um, you know, turn the camera around and talk into the camera and put it up. Um, that's obviously a self confidence builder. Definitely. And that's been our biggest challenge with the, I know. The great thing is the last couple of years we've really focused on it. So my girls jump in there now and don't even think twice about it. Obviously, when we get somebody new, we've got to then start going through the process, work out the stories that are holding them back because that's all it is, is just a fabricated story that we've picked up along the way. Um, your friends that are watching it that are going to take the piss out of you. Yeah, something like that. But it is, it's just you're one story away from greatness, all of us are. Um, but... Um, yeah, so I'm really lucky. So when obviously the situation that we're in now, it is we've had to go to, you know, our socials online. That's where we're at at the moment. And it's been really easy for us because our girls, we, you know, we've, we've done it, you know, we've put content out there for such a long time that our girls are just used to the videos. We can pump them out all the time and it's so grateful that I did that. And that is probably that push from Kerwin as well. Um, and that's how the Skin Whisperer was born as well because, um, you know, just my own own brand um, and that's just putting yourself in front of the camera and just knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, people do not come here because of what we do. They come here because of why we do it and people are in love with our personalities and seeing the realness and that's all you have to do. You don't have to be on there being fake with filters. You know, I do see a lot of that. But for us, that's not just our way out. We just want to deliver valuable content and, um, you know, for people to connect with. So that's the biggest thing for us. Yeah, for sure. And, like, from Parks 2008 um, to now three um, different stores, has goal setting been a big thing for you or do you kind of just take it as it comes? No, we've definitely... We've got a massive planning process that we um, that we've executed here. Planning is my superpower, um, and I guess the, the biggest thing is when it does come to um, to planning is that you're really clear of of your purpose. Why are you doing what you do? What makes you get out of bed in the morning? Um, and that the people that are coming on the journey with you that they're deeply connected to that to that why, and um, that they're aligned with it. Now, girls are aligned with that. Um, that we know what our mission is, what do we want to achieve over the next 10 years. For us, it's to treat um, and empower 1 million um, individuals by 2025. It was 500,000. We executed that well and truly before the time, so we've gone to 1 million, but also to be the most elite beauty, skin and laser clinics 
in regional rural New South Wales, which we've definitely, um, you know, we just got Australian Clinic of the Year. So <laughs> um, we've, we've, you know, we've been able to do some big things and that's because we just know what, what we're striving for. We have really clear values. They're your guiding principles and it's, you know, when all, even when the COVID-19 things, um, you know, when it all kicked in, our businesses were shut down, it's straight away where we went to the values. Are we living our values? And we something that we go through all the time. Um, these, you know, these are our expectations. They're our principles. Um, and they're displayed all the time. They're, we refer to them every single day. So with our planning process, we have four, we shut our clinics four times a year. Um, we do one annual plan and three quarterly plans. Um, and what we do is we do work out what our priorities are for the year. So the big things that we want to achieve, we then extract down into weekly goals. We then chunk down into um, daily tasks. And that's, you know, so we continuously are executing. We're t- continuously ticking boxes that we're needle-moving um, activities always happening in our clinic and that all of our team are really clear on exactly where we're moving to. And it's really exciting because we do achieve a lot. And I think, you know, making sure that you have, you know, big, clear goals, not too many of them. And I think that's the biggest mistake that most people, you know, they start the beginning of the year, they've got 30 things written down on a piece of paper and they become overwhelmed and just don't know where to start. So then, you know, they bomb out, Um, you know. So our planning days are magical um, and, you know, just to see what the girls achieve and that what we've achieved as a whole as well. So as individuals and as a group has been, you know, next level. And I think that's because we do have a process and it's really important that you do have a structured process um, to be able to achieve those goals. There's no, um, like it's clear why everyone buys in so much when you um, put that plan in front of them and they get to um, contribute to it. Yeah. Exactly, and and everything we do is transparent. Our girls know everything there is to know about our business. Um, so you know, and and what we want to do is, you know, for yourself, if you're getting pushed, yes, it's uncomfortable, but when you achieve it, how good does it feel? Like that is a feeling you can't even describe. And you know, the girls then now, um, you know, I guess, you know, it's sort of it's something that they really love when they get to to tick those things off and see what they've been able to do over a quarter. When you sit back and think back, uh, or we'll look at what you've done over that quarter, then you just sort of go, "Wow, did we actually do that?" So it's great. It's a great feeling. I know myself. I get caught up in the grind. I just want like you get this and you want more. You get this and you want more. And you get this and you want more. And you forget to look back on how far you've actually come. Oh, definitely. It's something I think as entrepreneurs that you move on to the next thing so quickly. Um, But we do have a thing called Wednesday Wins and that's where we, um, every week, um, you know, we do our Wednesday Wins. Um, What's our our, our win for the week and our personally and and, and at LaBella? But we also have a monthly Wowser Award as well where we get to nominate someone in the company that has just lived to our values um, and that's not always the person that sold the most or, you know, it's the person that actually comes in, puts 150% in, you know, um, that's just a standout and that's a, it's just a really good way to recognise, our, you know, for the girls to stop, pat ourselves on the back and recognise um, the greatness. Yeah, love that, love that. And you said you bounce out of bed every morning. Like that's 
the ultimate spot that you want to be in life? Do you have um, morning routines that you follow? 100%. And I can tell you now, if you look at any successful entrepreneur, they all have an amazing morning routine because how you start your day is the way that your day plays out. So for me, meditation, um, and to be honest with you, when I first started doing it, I was really bad at it. I have monkey mind. My mind's always 100 miles an hour. So I do, and there is times now that I even struggle with it, but I always have an hour where I work on me in the morning before I do any exercise, before I do anything. And what that involves is some breath work. Um, I do some meditation. I normally do some visualisation and I normally do a bit of scribing or journaling. Um, and I do a lot of I am's as well. You know, I am powerful. I am, you know, just all the great things that I want to turn up that day or, you know, to show my the best self. Um, but definitely mornings is is critical. It is, it is the most important thing that you have take that time before you see anybody or do anything just to work on you. Um, and I think it's really, really important. And it's definitely been the one thing that's changed my life as well. I visualise the whole day before it happens. It's kind of freaky-deaky, you know what I mean? Things that, um, you know, I can set an intention and it, it, it basically nearly always happens. You know, it's just amazing. Um, what you focus on definitely grows and, um, you know, just, yeah, just having that morning routine has been a game changer. And I know with our girls and being grateful, grateful's a hu- being grateful is huge for me. Like we, we sort of don't sort of take, spend enough time being grateful for the amazing things that we have. We can get complacent. Um, but, yeah, definitely love my morning routine. Have that hour. I then exercise for an hour and then it's time. So I get up at five every single morning, I go to six doing just working on me. I do exercise till seven and then it's get the kids out of bed, get them off and sweep into work um, for the day. And, I mean, if through the day I feel feeling a bit lost like we can all do every now and again, I always make sure I top, stop, take a, take a breath. Um, and if I need to just do some meditation throughout the day, I'll always do that and always try and be grateful if I'm feeling, you know, not so great inside. Yeah, love that, all of that. Um, perfect start to the day. And where's your want to grow and learn? Like what avenues have you sort of taken with that? Like you mentioned Kerwin, like I want to get into that in a minute. But other than Kerwin, like where have you looked for education and how have you how have you passed that on your, to your staff to want them to look for further education? Yeah, so obviously as far as in my craft. It's easy um, to get content. That's what I want to get at. And you can't get content in this, um, this world. Hundred um, percent. But so obviously, in my craft, always, always, um, you know, always staying at the forefront. So any any postgraduate course I've done, diploma in nutrition, um, all those things to be able to complement what we do and to, to be able to stay, um, so we can be, you know, result driven because that's ideally what we do is result driven. We've got a very successful skin business. The doctors send you know people to us to help them with their skin. I look after people all around Australia. Um, Sometimes we get the girls here and they struggle with the learning because the skin is a complex thing. So um, my girls are expected to do stuff out of work hours to make sure that they're continuously growing and learning. Um, On a personal note, I think you do have to learn, you know, intellectually and what your craft is. You need to learn spiritually as well. 
Um, when I say spiritually, I'm not talking about um, God or religion or anything like that. I guess I'm talking about internally inside me. Um, it's it's really important, but also personally as well. So I've done a lot of t- Tony Robbins. Um, I've done all of his, um, you know, courses and um, seminars that he's actually had available. I've done NLP, um, which is deeply understanding human behaviour. And I guess um, by understanding human behaviour helps you truly facilitate um, the highest expression of yourself um, and others, um, which is really good. Um, NLP's, you know, just understanding, um, you know, human behaviour, it's amazing. But also being able to understand um, the things that have happened inside me as well, you know, my behaviours, you know, the stories that I've concocted over the years from my experiences that, you know, that maybe not being, they're not right, um, that have held me back. Um, so just all those kind of things, you know, what else have I done? I'm just trying to think, all Kerwin, I'm in Kerwin, I've been with Kerwin for nearly five years or four and a half years. So that's been absolutely amazing. Um, oh, I've done heaps of things. Isn't it funny now that I sit here and talk about it? Tony Robbins, Kerwin. Um, success resources. They've got a lot of things I've seen. Um, you know, I'll go yeah, to leadership. Investing in yourself is the best investment yeah. you can make, yeah. no doubt about 100%. that. 100%. And, like, while we're on that, you just mentioned it then. Like, I know myself when I'm eating bad, my skin is horrible. Like, nutrition um, has it's a direct. Everything. Yeah. It's everything. What sort of things do you try and push to your clients to try and clear that up? Yeah, so so the the, the 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 crucial things, making sure we get enough sleep. Most people do not get enough sleep. What's um, enough sleep in your eyes? For me, I reckon seven to eight hours. I need seven hours. There is people that need less than that and they're okay with that. For me, I need seven hours, but it is when our body and our brain gets to rest um, and recalibrate itself. So it's really, really important. And you know yourself when you don't get enough sleep, you're cranky, um, you can't remember anything. It's awful. Um, so sleep's really important. I'm somebody that is in bed at 9.30 every single night. I read till 10. I've got everything's very routined and I think having routines and, you know, it's it, it's just it just makes life so much easier. Um, eating um, a food, whole foods, making sure that you get enough good fats. Most people do need to supplement. Um, definitely with omega-3s um, because we don't get enough good essential fatty acids in our diet. Unfortunately, years ago we were brainwashed to think that fat, you know, that fat was bad for us. Um, every cell in our body to form a cell membrane needs essential fatty acids for it to be strong. Um, our brain is made up of mostly uh, lipids, so we need to make sure that we're getting enough good fats. But we also need to make sure that, um, you know, our diet is full of fibre, that we're getting, um, uh, you know, good quality proteins and that we're not having carbohydrates that do not serve us basically. Um, you know, and, I, you know, when I look at people's diets, it's amazing and really trying to curb sugar. Sugar's so addictive. The more you have it, the more you want it. Um, and it just really messes with your brain. It's it has been linked to cancer. It has been linked to Alzheimer's, and people need to really, really, really try and put sugar out of their life because it's it's you know I'm really passionate about, and it's the biggest disturber for skin as well. Um, 
making good uh, drinking water. You know, most people don't drink enough water as well. I've get, I get people that come in for consultations and all they drink is Coke. <laughs> I just am like, how are you still alive? But it's amazing that our body just continuously serves us, serves us, serves us, but it will get to an age where it won't. And what we want to do is make sure that our body is, you know, in homeostasis because when it is, you know, in an alkaline state, then, you know, disease cannot live in it. Um, and inflammation is the cause of everything. Every skin condition that we see, it's all caused from inflammation. So, um, you know, what we eat, we either uh, we will thrive or it's going to kill us. And that's basically I get really passionate about it because it's everything. Yeah, and it's quite simple really. Like everything you said there, it's just basing a diet around whole foods and eliminating sugar and str- like trying to manage or eliminate stress the best you can. Um, and also another thing too is these are all things that cost nothing, like, you know, making sure you drink enough water, making sure you get enough sleep. Um, you know, your foods obviously you've got to buy them, but it's not there's no fad. There's no it's just simple things that are going to make you fire better, make your brain work better, make you have more energy. Um, you know, just it's just it's for me it's a no-brainer. You know, like it really is a no-brainer being healthy and eat what goes in our body. Like we, we're so, you know, it's it's critical for us to, to be able to live a full, beautiful life. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, let's jump into Cohen quickly. What's like I'm a, a big fan. What's sort of your main takeaways with your, I think you said three years with Cohen? Four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what's been my biggest takeaways? Well, to be honest with you, like um, when I went into such a relatable person, that's what I find. Yep. What you see is exactly what you get. And he does swear, but you know what? I walked into that room and sat down at Nail It and Scale It and I knew within 20 seconds he was exactly what I was looking for. Um, And I say it all the time. I just straight away just had this deep connection with him. Kerwin, you know, Kerwin's one of my great friends. We we speak a lot. Um, He really is leading the way I think there is nobody else like him um and you know the reason why he's so good is because he's actually done made all the mistakes so he can share from experience but he's just so um he's his consciousness is like something I've never ever seen before and he's taken all the lessons from his upbringing um you know for the things that were holding back he was you know an ex-drug addict um, you know, all those things that have made him into the man that he is today. And I just I just think I'm just so grateful that I got that opportunity to be sitting in that room that very day and I got to be a part of the K2 community. Um, and now I'm, I'm a part, like one of his partners in his business. So it's really, really amazing. Um, and, you know, he's just he's not only is he a great mentor, he's a great friend, um, but... He really, the great thing about it is he really encourages you to go dive deep into yourself, into the painful things um, and, you know, pull it apart, work out why it's happening because generally those are the things that, you know, sort of that, that really do hold you back. Yeah. And being aware of, you know, you've got to go there. Yeah, for sure. And what sort of um, turnaround has your business done since your introduction with Cohen? So you obviously had Parks and Orange open then? We, we did. Um, Orange was sort of only sort of new, really. Yep. Um, yeah, we've had, you know, I think when I first started with Kerwin, I had seven girls. I've now got over 20 girls, three salons. I've 
got an online business. I've got my own podcast, Living Your Best Life. I'm now speaking and I've got a mentor business. So there's been a lot happen <laughs> in that time. And I think the biggest thing is, is that he just believes in you and that nothing is impossible. Um, but also keeps you, um, you know, makes you really be laser focused on what you want to, want to achieve. And the great thing about K2 and the, and the, the, is that there's just such a great community that supports you, you know, no matter what. So it's great. I love it. Yeah, I've done a lot with um, Keegan Smith and one of the things that he was big on is you're a product of the five people you hang around. So if the five closest people, you know, are drinking, are gambling, doing drugs, et cetera, then chances are you're going to slip into that um, category at some point. And it's a, a realisation when you step back and have a look, like the people you surround yourself in can have a major outlook on the direction your life goes. Oh, definitely. And what I think it is is just that it makes you have, you, you, you get really clear of what your standards are. Yeah. And um, definitely I know for me over the last five years that there is relationships that I've that have not served me that I've had to just go, you know what, um, you know, that's that's it for me. Um, if somebody isn't um, bringing the best out in me, then, then the, you know, the relationship isn't serving you and, and sometimes you have to really look at that and I'm sure you've done the same thing along the way um, as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I'd love to talk to you all day because I could keep ticking deeper, but, I mean, my main takeaway from the chat is, like, you've just worked super hard and, like, no shine away. You've made a lot of mistakes, but you live and learn by them mistakes. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing, I guess, was that morning routine and how it set you up for the perfect day. Um, let's, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's jump into these five questions that I just asked yeah. everyone quickly before we finish. Uh, tell me something about you that no one would know. Something about me that no one would know, gosh. I was gonna say, oh, if the one thing that I would love to if I would love to have a beautiful voice. I'd love to be a singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to say that I'm the worst singer in the world, but um, one thing is that if I could be I would love to be a singer. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, like touching on that too, like the courage they must have to step on stage in front of the crowds they step on, like it's you would know stepping in front of people, like it must be um, really Huge. uplifting. Yeah. yeah, definitely. There's two similar questions here, but the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Just be yourself. Yeah. Be your authentic self because people will love you. Yeah, love that. Is there anything that's happened to you that you thought would be the worst thing in your life but's turned out to be a blessing? I love asking this because I've had something similar. Oh, gosh, I've had quite a few life-defining moments um, and I guess the one which I've never really spoken about in front of any before was when my relationship was in trouble because of particular things um, and it was a defining moment there and then, you know, you can either move forward together or you can dissolve the relationship and we decided to move together and, um, you know, still have our challenges, of course, but it's been, that was, it was, you know, so much greatness come out of that. So it was good. Yeah, it's good to look back on a, on a time mm. like that. Um, I'm keen to hear the answer to this one. Where do you want to be in five years? You've come so far in five years. Um, yeah. I, think, I think most people don't look big enough, but I have a feeling that you're going to be looking pretty big. 
I want to be the world's best um, motivational speaker in five years' time. Yeah, love that. And I want to write a book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um, favourite quote to wrap it up? The greatest source of happiness is the ability to be grateful all the time by Zig Ziglar. He's amazing. I love all his quotes. If anyone wants some inspiration, jump on and check him out. Yeah, it's something I rave on a little bit too, gratitude. Like it's something that like so many things living in Australia that we take for granted. And it's something that we do with our team as well. Always, what's the one thing you're grateful for today? We always do it. And do your staff buy into that pretty well? 100%. We've done great. That's the thing I think um, for us now is that we, we, we don't hire on skill. We hire on personality um, and, you know, you know, that's that's the big thing. And everybody that works for us, you know, they're 100% dedicated and committed. And if they're not, then they're not, that this may be not the right place for them. Yeah, that's just the realisation you've got to come to, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, where can the listeners find you? Um, so you, Facebook and Instagram, obviously, um, Rebecca Miller, The Skin Whisperer, or The Real Rebecca Miller. So Rebecca Miller, The Skin Whisperer, is if you're interested in skin nutrition, and well-being. Um, the Real Rebecca Miller is just a new brand um, and it's just about business mentoring and speaking. And um, other than that, you can find me at La Bella Medispa. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much for jumping on. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And, um, yeah, it's been great, great little conversation. Yeah, thank you. Our little country kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. Wasted energy spending a pace for every hour of waste. I need an escape to center me. And I don't mean to make a rush for the door. But time's a currency. I'm currently poor. I'll be leaving it soon. I don't mean to be rude. But this scene ain't for me. Like your mom's seeing your news. Listening, guys, I really want to grow this podcast. I'm really enjoying being behind the microphone. So if you enjoyed it, take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram story, and tag Logan Thorpe in it. Um, If you haven't done so already, make sure you jump on and leave a review.